Welcome to Just Jeff. It's just me, Jeff. You know, just Jeff. Just your good old friend, Jeff. Talking about Jeff stuff. You know, whatever I feel like talking about. So sit back and listen, and I'll tell you tell you what to listen to right now. So listen up. Welcome to the second episode of Just Jeff. Today will be a special Arrested Development episode. Um, I hope if you're a fan of Arrested Development, I hope just you enjoy what you hear here. If you're not a fan, I hope you become a fan and you go and watch the show. Uh, it's an amazing show. Uh, I'll give so a little synopsis of the show. It's basically the show of about a level-headed son named Michael Bluth star- that stars Jason Bateman takes over the family company after his father, George Sr., played by Jeffrey Tambor, goes to prison for treason, among other other indictments. And uh, he has to hold the company together while his family, the rest of his family, his sister, Lindsay Bluth, played by Portia de Rossi, his brother, Joe Bluth, placed by Will Arnett, and his brother, Buster Bluth, played by Tony Hill, as well as his mom, Lucille Bluth, played by Jessica Walter... And then, of course, you have Michael Sarah in there as George Michael, and you have good old Aliyah Shakat as maybe Funke, and David Cross as Tobias. Tobias is probably one of my favorite characters, especially when he's Mrs. Featherbottom. So let's jump straight into it. Here we go. Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything, and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's Arrested Development. So today I'm going to be talking to you about all the fun, just not all the fun, but some fun facts about Arrested Development that you may or may have not known. And that might make your viewing of it a little bit that more, much more fun. So I'm just going to start off from the top of my list here. Here we go. My first thing is going to be about Tobias. Something fun about Tobias. A lot of fun facts. There's a lot of fun things about Tobias. Tobias, played by David Cross, Tobias Funke. He is an now rapist uh, who uh, who has left his job to become an actor. And so a, f- a fun thing about Tobias is anytime Tobias goes to any of the gay bars, any of the karaoke bars, anything like that, the leather clubs, things like that, uh, the, the song Free At Last plays... time that song plays there's a guy with a fruit hat right behind you notice every single time that song comes on you'll notice there's a man with a fruit hat on uh you know like that chiquito girl style fruit hat hanging out behind uh him whenever that song comes on so keep an eye out for that anytime tobias goes to any place like that speaking more of tobias tobias you might not know this was actually supposed to be an albino black man but when the original show aired, they cut it before they could reveal that fact about Tobias. And so it was never a thing that happened when they revamped the show again the two or three times that they did for Netflix. Tobias. You blow hard. <laughs> but a fun a thing to further reveal that he is an albino black man is that his middle name 
is Onyongo, which is a Ugandan name. So it's Tobias Onyongo Funke, which is Onyongo is a is a Ugandan name. So that kind of also points a little bit towards the fact that he might be an albino uh, black guy. And also when he's talking, uh, when he goes and meets uh, Michael, girl Michael, as as uh, as George as Michael 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 calls him. Uh, I'm getting confusing about it now. It's the scene where Tobias is going to the gym with a, someone else named Michael that, you know, is he thinks is a girl, but it was actually a man. And this Michael is a large black man. And so Tobias goes, oh, she goes after men of my own type, which, you know, describing large black men as his type, like the kind that he is, because because he's a black man. So that's, you know, other another little tidbit when he says like like when he mentions about ice the bounty hunter later on too another fun thing about tobias is he says in the episode burning love uh it's the episode where there where Lindsay is going to go try and see that guy who's an advocate for gun rights um and people suspect him as for hunting humans and he goes on a date with Lindsay. and tobias when he's leaving the house he's trying to hunt that wolf that's going around the you know, the area, there's a wolf apparently loose on the area, and so Tobias gets a tranquilizer gun, and he's like, ah, as he's leaving the house, he says, I'm hunting, I'm going hunting for my wife. And he's leaving the house to catch the wolf as he's doing that, and then the next time you see him, it's the scene where Lindsay is bending over in her fur coat, and Tobias shoots her with the tranquilizer dart and knocks her out, and, you know, gets her... And they find her, and he realizes it's her, and leaves her there, and it's this whole whole ordeal. Another fun little thing um, in season one, uh, when George Senior and Michael, when George is in prison, Michael and him are talking about Oscar's Lemon Grove, because Michael had inadvertently bought the land, thinking that they could build on it, not knowing that the government had holds on it because they would drive their tractor, their thought their tractors, their tanks, and their vehicles through the lemon grove to get a shortcut to somewhere therefore they had a seize on the land and so you know the land was worthless for building on but michael didn't know that and obviously oscar tricked him to get the money and so when they were talking about it in prison george senior says i mean the land is worthless other than maybe the lemonade that he sells to the soldiers driving through i mean but what is that 15 cents a cup and then later on Zoom forward to the seasons that Netflix took over. Faithful Consequences. Faithful Consequences is where you should start. That's where they kind of re-scramble it to be a lot better than it originally was when they Netflix retook it over. But I won't get into that. So you re-scramble there, and George Senior at the border of Mexico starts this meditation sweat lodge uh, getaway for rich people who want to like basically find their inner peace and become better businessmen or better businesswomen. And so they go to this place to sweat the sweat out their problems in the sweat lodge and, you know, so on and so forth. And so what's ironic is then at that point, after the sweat lodge, you're super dehydrated and he ends up selling cups of lemonade for $15,000 a cup because that's how much it costs to get for the course and, you know, to show you're dedicated and so on and so forth. But it's just ironic that he was talking about the cups of lemonade being 15 cents and now he's charging $15,000 a cup of lemonade. Just a fun little thing, you know. Oh, Anyang. Anyang. Don't even get me started on Anyang. Anyang. Man, that's that was a fun character to, you know, that's just a funny character. An interesting fact about Anyang. Anyang. 
Yes, Anyang. In season two, episode six, a full season before you find out that Anyang wanted revenge on the Bluths, you see a banana stand that gets vandalized, tossed into the uh, into the marina, and they have to pull it out with a crane. And when they pull it out, they see that there's spray paint on it that says, I will get you, Bluths, sign hello, which is a message from Anyang because Anyang's real name is Hel-Lo. And Anyang is Korean for hello, so there's always the thing where they say hello, and he says Anyang. 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 Hello. Hello. Anyang. Anyang. And it's just, that's an ongoing bit in the whole show. Something interesting to listen out for is when you're listening to the music of the show, if you pay close attention, a lot of the songs that they play in the show are songs that they wrote for the show specifically, and it's probably about three, maybe four songs. They just play in different tempos, different styles, different tunes, and so it's the same song, just in different ways, and it sounds totally different depending on how you play it, which is kind of cool because, you know, that's better than having to pay royalties for other songs just to create your own four different songs and just manipulate them enough to play them throughout the whole show. And 30 Rock does the same thing with their song Muffin Top. It's played all the freaking time, and I love it. 30 Rock is another great show to check out. One of my favorite shows, 30 Rock. We're watching it right now. But we'll move on. So we'll talk about Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler is, <laughs> I love him. He, I could just talk about him for a little bit. He's such a genuinely sweet little old man. I want him to be my grandpa or like my pop pop. He's such a, like he loves, apparently he loves to get gifts. He loves fun. He loves like, I just like getting shirts and sweatshirts, like bright stuff. And he loves his grandchildren and his kids. And he's just a sweet old man. And he, you know, he's the Fonz. Hey, you know, if, if you uh, want to see a fun show with him in it, check out uh, Better Late Than Never. I don't know what it's streaming on now, but it's such a funny show. It has uh, Henry Winkler, William Shatner, Terry Bradshaw, and George Foreman, and then some guy named Jeff, which I, I, don't, I don't mind him. He's fine. They go around to different parts of the world and just like experience different fun things. Like I think the first season is Europe, and the second season is... Uh, like Tokyo or China or Asia or something like that but it's just really fun and silly and Henry Winkler is just a silly old man in it and they all have a lot of fun because they're all silly old men who are like you know out of shape and out of their prime and it's a fun show so check it out if you can but moving on Henry Winkler so Henry Winkler in season two episode 13 he plays Barry Zuckercorn the lawyer for the Bluth family the terrible lawyer for the Bluth family like one of the worst lawyers ever he uh He's at the dock, uh, and it's after Buster got his hand bit off by a seal, uh, a loose seal that was in the ocean, a loose seal that was in the ocean, sorry, word slip, um, that, and it ate off his hand, and so they tracked the seal down because it was a captured seal, and they tracked it down, but they thought they tracked down, they, what they ended up tracking down was a shark because the shark had eaten the fin of the seal which ended up being also the same hand side that he got his hand bitten off which is ironic and so after that barry had called them down to the dock because they thought they had found the seal but they would ended up being a shark and so barry's like okay well i'm gonna go to burger king and he literally jumps over the shark and that's a reference to back in happy days when he was the fawns and it was towards the end of the show and he jumps his motorcycle literally over a shark and that coined the term jumping the shark and that's when you do something so ridiculous that it's like you're that it's just it doesn't make any sense and people are like what the heck is going on it's kind of like an indiana jones um 
temple, the crystal skull or something like that, whatever that is the, called, and he puts himself in the refrigerator and it explodes from the nuclear explosion and he survives, that's kind of like jumping the shark. Like, that's so preposterous, but we just kind of accept it as what it is. But that's a little homage to him jumping the shark in Happy Days. And what's funny is a lot of Henry Winkler stuff is homages to his little Happy Days thing because at the same time, the person who narrates the show is Ron Howard, who was in Happy Days with him as well. And so another funny thing, going back to them in Happy Days, blah, 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 which becomes their lawyer after Barry Zeckercorn. And blah, blah, blah has his blah, 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 blog. And so blah, blah, blah is played by Scott Bayo, who ironically, back in the Happy Days, uh, used to be played by Chachi Arcola, who replaced slowly replaced the Fonz in Happy Days. And so there's a lot of references in Arrested Development where he says, I often have to replace Barry Zuckercorn because he does such a poor job, so on and so forth. And so he talks about how he replaces him. And so that's kind of a reference to when he replaced him on Happy Days. So it's kind of a fun little wink to that. Now moving on from that, next little fun fact for you about Arrested Development. Steve Holt! <laughs> In Season 3, Episode 12, the episode is named Exit Strategy. There's the part when they go over to Iraq, uh, both both Buster and Michael, to go get Job out of jail because he went to do a USO show and was arrested. And so as they get him out of jail, Michael thinks, hey, while we're over here in Iraq... I'm going to go check out these quote-unquote model homes that look just like ours. And so they go to the model home that was on a map, you know, that they had their address of for some reason. And when they get to the model home, which was exactly like their model home, they find out that it's where a bunch of Saddam Hussein body double lookalikes live at together. And so a bunch of them live together. And uh, a cute little fact, if you're listening closely, you'll look at the one that's watching TV that's really grumpy looking he he's watching the tv and on the tv you'll see the saddam hussein that's on the tv says no the real saddam hussein has a scar on his face and the one that's sitting in front of the tv has a scar on his face implying that that is the real saddam hussein right there so that's a cute little morbid i don't know how take that how you take that but what's really fun is in that house of all those saddam hussein actors one of the actors who was playing a saddam hussein was the same actor who did the character soup nazi in seinfeld as i'm sure most of you are aware uh you know no soup for you and so he played that character and you'll recall earlier in the show probably around season two i would say they're they're looking at pictures of george senior with saddam hussein at a party and michael confronts him and he says we there's video or there's photo evidence of you with saddam hussein and he says oh i thought that was the soup nazi from seinfeld and that goes little you know wink at the fact that the act they got the soup nazi to play a saddam hussein because he was taken for that this is a this is a fun little um ron howard tidbit that was kind of i found kind of funny and i actually just watched this episode like maybe an hour ago before i recorded this because i was just kind of watching some episodes just to kind of refresh my memory because why not it's a good show it's funny it's silly but this is the episode where they get a publicist it's in season one, and their publicist is named Jesse. And so, in that episode, Jesse starts to fall for Michael because they were at the gym for multiple months, kind of like feeding off of each other's kind of sexual energy for a little while. And so, she's like, I'm going to seduce Michael. But Michael has his son that he's worried about. So, he's like, Well, I'd worry about my son because I care about my son and his relationship. And so, she goes to 
George Michael himself when she says, you know, you're ruining your dad's life by not letting him love me, which is very unfair. And then she calls him, she says, basically calls him Opie, which is um, Ron Howard's character in the Andy Griffith show. And so the voiceover, Ron Howard, because he does the voiceover for the whole show, says Jesse had gone too far and she had best watch her mouth because, you know, he's Opie and... That's not an insult to be called Opie, because Ron Howard's a fun, bald, redhead guy, you know? He made such gorgeous children. Let me tell you, one of my absolute favorite ongoing jokes is uh, there's always these undercover cops that are always trying to get Catch George Sr. saying stuff, incriminating himself, things like that. Or court catch anybody in the family really just incriminating themselves, saying stuff that they shouldn't, committing perjury or, you know, things like that. And so the running joke is that there's an always an undercover vehicle that's hanging out outside of wherever they're doing their business, whether it's the prison or the house or anything like that. And the undercover cars are all named Blendin something. So they're Blendin something. So in the the first one you see is season one, episode 14. It's Blendon Mobile Pet Grooming. And when they get caught, they th- or they think they get caught, they pull out like a fake plastic dog and pretend to wash it so it looks like it's a real company. And then the next one you see is season one, episode 15, which is the next episode. They're Blendon Electric Company. And so they're just hanging out outside as Blendon Electric Company. And then after that, you see them in season two and season three and it's season five. And they are known as Blendin Moving and Blendin Storage and Blendin Catering. So they're all different companies, but their first name is always Blendin because they're trying to blend in. You know, that's the ongoing joke. There's this really cute thing in Season 2, Episode 4, um, after uh, George Michael gets dumped by Anne. He's leaving the banana stand and he's walking all sad. And I'm sure you know the scene where it's like, boom, boom, boom 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 and it's really sad and while he's walking along the street you'll notice it's only for like five ten seconds but if you look in the back you'll see there's snoopy back there there's just a red doghouse with a little beagle sleeping on top of it and it's supposed to be snoopy and it's a cute little like ha snoopy look at that another running joke is uh maybe funke the daughter of tobias and Lindsay. she always has ways to scam people out of money and whatnot and one of the things she does is she pretends to be a sick girl in a wheelchair by wearing a fake nose and you know putting herself in a wheelchair and her name is maybe funke and the girl that she pretends to be is named shirley funke you know and so spelled s-u-r-l-e-l-y like shirley so it's kind of like a little funny, like, oh, maybe, surely, <laughs> you know, a little thing like that. Something that took me a little while to notice, and I didn't notice this at first, if you, in the episodes where Michael is trying to get Martha from Job, uh, because Michael loves Martha, and he wants to be with Martha, and Martha, I think, loves Michael, and, and she's with Job, and she's made a huge mistake. But they keep, there's the joke where he keeps thinking hermano is a man's name, uh, even though it's Spanish for brother, but he doesn't know it's Spanish for brother, so he th- and so he thinks hermano is a person instead of just the name brother. And so in when you sh- when you see in the dictionary, it'll show it's season one episode thirteen. It'll show their dictionary, and it says hermano, brother, noun, male having the same parents as one another or parents in common with another, giving you the definition of brother. And then you look to the right, and it's two brothers, but it's actually Job and Michael, but they have mustaches on, and it's like a poorly photocopied picture, it looks like, of them, but it's definitely them, and then right above that, in the other word is hermaphrodita, which is, you know, hermaphrodite, 
a plant or animal having both male and female reproductive organs, and the image for the hermaphrodite is Tobias with a big question mark upside down. And it looks like he's wearing, yeah, he's definitely wearing jean shorts in that picture, so that's 100% Tobias because he's a never nude and he never wears anything but jean shorts. And should we even get me started on the chicken dances? I mean, all of those freaking stupid chicken dances that they do, I'm going to have to post them on Instagram, each different individual dance, like a little gif or clip or something and let you guys decide which one you think is the most chickenish dance hopefully you've seen the show and you already know uh my favorite chicken dance is probably Lindsay's. Lindsay's chicken dance is my favorite one that or um i like george seniors his is really fun too I will now proceed to tell you the different noises that they make when they're doing the chicken dances so jobs kind of goes like and then Lindsay's you go cha chi cha chi cha chi cha chi cha cha chi cha and then Lucille's goes a koodaloo and then George Seniors he goes Kukukacha 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 Tobias goes Paka Paka And then finally Michael goes and that's all the noises that they use to make the chicken noises. Hopefully I did them well enough. I think my final and I think my most interesting fun fact about Arrested Development today, it's in Season 2, episode... The episode name is Queen for a Day. I don't have the actual episode number. But it's Queen for a Day. Buster goes to this karaoke bar to meet up with Lucille Ostero, or Lucille 2, who is played by Liza Minnelli. And so he's going to talk with her because Buster and Liza and, uh, and Lucille are dating. And while he's talking to her, uh, Tobias, who is his self-proclaimed wingman, goes up on stage because it's a karaoke bar. And he starts to sing his rendition of the song New York, New York. And as he's singing it, Lucille says, everybody thinks they're Frank Sinatra. And it's a fun reference to the fact that the song is commonly attributed to Frank Sinatra, but it was actually first recorded by Liza Minnelli. Uh, and for the Martin Scorsese movie of the same name, New York, New York. And then Sinatra then recorded his version a couple years later of that song. So it was originally recorded by Liza Minnelli. And so that's like a fun little thing that she did put in there for that. Which I think is a kind of a cute thing, you know. I love Lucille. She with her vertigo. She's funny, and her brother, her brother Argyle, he's a silly, he's he's funny in this tap dancing. I thought it would also be fun to kind of mention some celebrities that kind of have a brief or full cameos on the show. Like for Richard Simmons gets a brief cameo, and when they're making this hot ball dough ball cooker thing, cornballer. Bob Odenkirk gets a mini reunion with David Cross when he's a therapist uh, and he gets to do like a little acting thing with him. Carl Weathers is really funny. He's in it as Tobias' acting coach and he's got some of the funniest lines. You know, you put that, put that, take that home, put that in uh, some water and you got yourself a stew going. Uh, Jane Lynch plays a fanatical uh, person for George Sr. Amy Poehler played Gobe's wife. Uh, that way he got drunk and just ended up marrying Ed Holmes is a realtor in the show, which is kind of fun. Julia Louise Dreyfus plays a blind lawyer in the show. Uh, Michael gets with her, and she kind of she has multiple, you know, appearances in the show. And then 
uh, Christine Taylor from Dodgeball. Uh, she's the blonde woman in Dodgeball. And I think she's also the woman in Zoolander. Yeah, who's married to Ben Stiller. She's a long, you know, love appear like love interest for michael and actually speaking of ben stiller he's also a love interest for job <laughs> and a rival magician as tony wonder uh kenneth parcel uh who's jack mcbrayer uh he's in kenneth he's kenneth from 30 rock that's how i know him he does as many appearances as the waiter inside of a restaurant one of my favorite I guess celebrity people that's on it is Charlize Theron. She plays the Rita, who's Michael's love interest, who Mr. F, you know, which Mr. F stands for mentally retarded female because she's mentally retarded, but he doesn't realize that at first. It's funny stuff. Dan Castellaneta plays a, a doctor who's, you know, he's like, oh, if, you, if I cut your ankles by two inches, I can make you jump two feet higher and it's funny because he says do and a few other things and his voice is homer simpson and the simpsons and so he kind of like does that in the show and i don't know what that's about i don't know what that's about and then you get like zach braff is the other never nude with tobias when he's filming that kind of gr- girls gone wild ripoff whatever it is so yeah that's uh my rest of development fun fact fun fun facts fun information I definitely suggest you go and watch it. It's on Hulu and Netflix. Netflix has the fourth and fifth season. It's a really strange end to the show, if I'm being honest. I was not expecting the show to end how it ended. It kind of was like a really weird, abrupt, like, I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. Other than someone dies. (laughs) And it's really just, like, they just kind of brush it off like it's nothing. I don't know. You have to check it out. It's... The last few seasons are meh because they're redone. They're not the same. But Mitch Hurwitz is definitely involved. And Mitch Hurwitz is an amazing uh, writer and producer. I'll watch anything that he's involved on because he's so hilarious. He's <laughs> funny as shit. But enough about Mitch Hurwitz. This has been my Arrested Development episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something you might not have known. Maybe you knew everything and you just like to hear it again because you forgot about it. But maybe you haven't heard of any of these facts and you've never seen the show and now you want to go watch the show. I definitely think you should. It's hilarious. It's got a lot of subtle jokes that you kind of don't pick on you, pick up on the first time in takes a few viewings to really kind of get the jokes if you don't know them right off the bat, which I hope I helped you here with a little bit of these jokes. But thanks for listening this far in and for giving it a try. And this has been episode two. Uh, I want to hear from all of you guys if you want to give me a call. I mean, I have a Google Voice mail now, so you can call or text my number. It's 417-986-6467. I'll get any voicemails or texts you send there. So please feel free to send me whatever you want. I'm I'm looking for people's dreams right now. So if you want to send me a... Uh, voicemail of your dream or a text of your dream you can tell me if you want me to keep it anonymous or if you want me to say your name if you don't mind um but i'm looking to hear your dreams and i'm going to try and interpret what i think they mean based off of absolutely zero knowledge of anything other than just me guessing what i think they mean from my brain because i think that would be smart to do so send me your dreams and i will tell you what they means Thanks for listening. Tune in next week when I have my guest star, Sean, on. And we have some fun reading some stuff. You know, just tune in and you'll see. So go follow me on Instagram, just underscore Jeff underscore podcast. 
go check me out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on all kinds of other places now that just keeps growing and growing. Rate me, follow me, subscribe. Just, you know, like all my stuff. Get me out there. Make me popular. Let people hear my voice. They need to hear it. Because it's so true. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye. This has been another episode of Just Jeff. Thanks for listening. Boo-boo, I know.